sponsored by Jace Medical. I've been talking about Jace Medical and the Jace case for some time now. Jace is very, very simple. You go online, you fill out a form, then you get your prescription. Life-saving medications delivered right to your door. Okay, that's it. Jace case gives you the peace of mind. So, you know, you're not just hoping to have medical access and to medication if there's an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the right medication on hand. Um, They're building... They're helping build a parallel economy, and it's comprised of businesses like Jace. They're doing good in the world, providing you with goods and services at a great price. Please check them out today. You can get everything. You can get antibiotics. You're going to save more than $360 by getting the life-saving antibiotics with the Jace case. Just go to Jace Medical. You'll get an additional discount if you use the promo code BECK at checkout. Go to Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Check out their long-term supply of drugs, too, to give you everything you need, all your medication for a year in advance. It's J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code BECK. Hello, America. I've got quite a story to tell you in 60 seconds. Let me ask you something. Do you have a favorite moment from your childhood that was caught on tape? That picture, maybe, of your sister with the cross eyes, you know? We don't get those anymore. You got to preserve those. That's when cameras and film, you know, you didn't know if you got a good picture or not. It was great. How about a way to share all of those memories online with other friends and family? How about preserving them? You are your family's historian. If you don't do it, nobody will. The simple and safe solution solution to, to your uh, pictures and preserving your history is to digitize your family's precious memories at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Right now, if you order your Legacy Box, you'll save 40% off when you get started with them done my family's memories i can tell you it's an incredibly easy process and a fun process you just put all of your old vhs tapes your camcorder tapes even your pictures into a legacy box you send it in their team is here in america they professionally digitize everything by hand then they send all the original copies back plus the digitized version on a thumb drive or on the cloud it's really simple it's legacybox.com slash beck save 40 percent Buy today, send it in when you're ready. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. All right, I'm going to tell you the story of somebody who is an overachiever. Okay, somebody who I think exists to make the rest of us look bad. Uh, he's the number one New York Times bestseller and USA Today bestselling author of more than 40 novels. Who does that except a show-off? There are 
There are currently more than 35 million copies of his books in print worldwide, translated into more than 24 languages. Uh huh. Richard is also the recipient, but he's not 80, and that's how many countries there are. So there's got to be at least 80 languages. Richard is the recipient of numerous awards, including two first-place storytelling world awards, the Romantic Times Best Women's Novel of the Year Award, and five-time recipient of the Wilbur Award. Seven of Richard's books have been produced as television movies, but not eight. His first feature film, The Noel Diary, starring Justin Hartley from This Is Us, is uh, debuting, uh, well, debuted last year. In 2011, he began writing Michael Vay, a number one New York Times bestselling young adult series, which has won more than a dozen awards. There's nine number one uh, sellers in that one. Uh, Richard is now the founder of the Christmas Box International, an organization devoted to maintaining emergency children's centers and providing services and resources for abused, neglected, and homeless children and young adults. To date, more than 125,000 youths have been helped by the charity. For his humanitarian work, Richard has received the Washington Times, not the humanitarian of the year. Oh, no, that's too small for Richard. He won the Humanitarian uh, Humanitarian of the Century Award and the Volunteers of American National Empathy Award. He's a show-off and he's here. Hello. How are you, Richard? That, that was a very generous uh, introduction, well, but I'm a slacker. You are? Year. Really? Yeah, right. You make me feel like I've done nothing in my life. Richard Paul oh, Evans God. is uh, with us. You have Michael Vay 9 coming out congratulations richard These, it's, it's a exciting. great series thank you uh this one is called the traitor yes tell me about it well the last book michael they ate ended on a um, cliffhanger because michael's best friend went to the other side and um, if you like politics inside books you'll love this one because it's uh he makes a very compelling argument about where America is today and why Jack leaves. Hmm. What, give me a bit of the argument. Well, well he, he just says it's a crumbling culture and some things, uh, ideologies endure. So, um, and the Chasky had been around, so we've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, we're just waiting our, our turn. Uh, okay. So um, tell me, uh, where did you get this idea? Because you... I mean, you I mean, this is the one thing I love about really great authors is they go different places. They see different things, write them down and then just churn on it for a while. Yeah, this one, um, I, I was in a hotel room, right? And I, I called my watch because you're coming home. I said, honey, I've got to go to the Amazon. It's like, what? It's like, I need to go in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, right. And I go, I've already booked my flight. We go, I go deep in the Amazon. It wasn't fun. Lots of mosquitoes. But, like, I'm just kind of putting the story together. I go, are there any airstrips? And I go, well, there's a, a drug cartel house one about 30 miles ago. Let's, let's go see <laughs> And he goes, are you stupid? No. It's like, well, they're not going to be using it right now. It's like, how do you know that? <laughs> it's like, okay, okay I, I'll give that to you. We won't go to the airstrip. Yeah, that's a, probably a pretty good idea. Probably a pretty good idea. Uh, Richard, tell me the... Um, you know, we have so many people that have been reading this series, and I just, I know you do, and I do as well, just think this would make the greatest TV series ever. 
Um, uh, and it is changing the lives of kids. Uh, and it started really with your son, right? It did. My son, Michael, has Tourette's syndrome. And by the way, he adores you, Glenn. Uh, um, he's he a good kid. Cool. He is a yeah, good is. kid. But, but he struggles with, um, you know, with his Tourette's. And I wanted to, I wanted to kind of normalize Tourette's syndrome. I was hoping kid, people, kids would read it. What I found is that it, the, the whole series um, has really appealed to kids with any disability, especially autism. Um, I have a grandson with autism. And, and it's like, it's just really, I mean, I'm at signings. And I remember one time, six, the first six kids had autism and lying. And one of the parents said, he's never come out for anything. And I go, I love it because they feel empowered, they feel strong, they feel normalized. And um, because my main character has uh, disab- has Tourette's. I don't want to call it a disability because I have Tourette's and it's like, I-, I think it's opened many doors for me. So I love that. I love that about they, but Michael's a good kid. In the world of swagger and trying to be mean, it's like Michael loves his mother. Yeah. So, I, I you know, he's a good kid and I... I got a letter from a, uh, a young woman in Paris uh, a few years ago, and she goes, um, Mr. Evans, um, you probably even wondering where I am. <laughs> she said to my sister, who is she? Like, <laughs> goes, she goes, keep reading. And she, and she goes, I'm in the hospital. I tried to take my life. I only have one friend in this world, and he, it's Michael Bay, and he's here in bed with me. Just I'm holding, mm-hmm. the, holding the book, and thank you so much for giving me someone I can believe in. And it's like, that is the kind of experience I'm having around the world. And it is a global bestseller. There's more than three and a half million copies in print. And, um, you know, if you haven't started Michael Vay, it's, you know, it, it gets kids to read. It's like, do it. <laughs> you know, they'll, trust you, they'll like it. They'll like it. So I will tell you um, that my son, Rafe, is a voracious reader. He was reading, oh my gosh, I think he read The Hunger Games by the time he was eight. And I'm like, dude dude maybe not the hunger games and he's like dad really good well written I'm like okay uh and every summer we would read um the uh the michael vey the new michael vey and we did it year after year my son has gone to college and i'm bummed that we're not going to be reading the next one together but he loved them and he read them every single summer we would read. I mean, it was a tradition of ours, and it is a great memory for both of us. So thank you for that, Richard. Oh, oh, I love that. I love that. So when does it come out? Is it out today? It comes out today. Today okay. is Bay Day. So number number nine comes out today. Okay. And um, I mean, you remember, Glenn, a few years ago, I had finished the series at number seven. And people are saying, well, why, why did you start it up again? You know, part of it was COVID. Um, it was just, I mean, I'm getting thousands of letters from kids saying, please continue. And they're giving me plot ideas. And um, I just missed the kids. I mean, my last signing for number seven, we had 4,000 kids came to the book signing. I'm not exaggerating. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Richard, thank you so much. If you want to get a copy of this, it's on stores now. If you haven't read the series you should start at number one, but number nine is out now, and uh, it is just a great series. You know how we were talking just the other day? All of our kids and our families, we sit down. We were just talking about football, and, uh, and you know, that, that Exorcist commercial came on over the weekend. You're like, can, can, can we just have 
anything that we can do together as a family? Is there anything that's not going to insult us or assault us? And this is it. Uh, The Richard Paul Evans uh, electrifying series, Michael Vay. It is back. Michael Vay 9, The Traitor. Get it now. Read it with your family. You will have a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, our sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. Warranties are designed to expire, and that's just the truth. And you know it. As soon as the warranty is out, it's time to start keeping a close eye on that check engine light. So what if I told you you didn't have to worry about it anymore? You could be on a monthly plan that'll keep you covered. This is so important. Just like catastrophic health insurance, if something big goes wrong with you and your body, I mean, it can destroy you. Same thing with your car. You need your car. These um, uh, protection plans start as low as $100 a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, the 24-hour coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing, rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts, and CarShield administrators will handle all of the paperwork and repairs so you don't have to. Most important of all, considering the whole inflation problem, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up, no matter how many claims you file. It'll never go up, even as mileage on your car increases. I've had car shields, uh, a car shield uh, on my trucks up at the ranch and the farm for a long, long time, and they have really come in handy. Those old cars and trucks, man, when they are when you have to fix them, there it's expensive. Car Shield, 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100, carshield.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So New York City Council just passed a budget. Uh, it's uh, spending some of its time now advancing a plan that... Uh, would get rid of those offensive monuments honoring figures such as Columbus and General George Washington. The Democratic-led... No, this is Democratic. Listen to the name of it and you'll see. It's Democratic-led? Okay. The Democratic-led Cultural Affairs Committee Mm. is set to hold a public hearing today on a proposal to yank artworks from city property dedicated to historic figures such as George Washington... Uh, Christopher Columbus and others because of their controversial past. Now, let me ask you, do you know anyone who doesn't have a controversial past? Today? Today. No, everyone does. Everyone. My guess is if allowed for a full investigation, every member of the Cultural Affairs Committee would have a controversial past. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, uh, Angelo... Angelo is the president of Columbus Heritage Coalition. He came up and said, Columbus was a migrant. Uh, he vowed to fight any attempt to remove the monument. Uh, and that is one of the most famous places. There's two places that are very, very famous. One is Columbus Circle. Columbus Circle. And has the statue of Columbus right in the center of it. The other one is uh, the big arch down by NYU. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Oh, the Washington Arch. And it is to celebrate the victory of 
of George Washington, and there's a statue there. So you'd have to take the arch and chisel everything off, uh, or you know, just take get rid of the arch because it's history, and then take away the statue as well, which would be you know, uh, hey, it it would be it would be something there. Would be. <laughs> this is a, a, a bizarre thing, and I think this is actually sort of a good sign for our society mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. um, because. You go through our history, and mm-hmm. there were times in which people were really bad to each other. Really, there were real problems in our country. I don't know if anyone's looked back at our history at all. There's been some uh, eras of strife. I would okay. say. All right. All and right. and it's like when you get to a point where what you're mad about are statues, probably means your real problems have gone away. Yeah. You know, I think in reality, yeah. what you're complaining about here maybe isn't real. Like, if you have someone who has um, uh, oppressed you, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that's really bad. Mm-hmm. And then you go through a period where the oppressor, let's just say, is so uh, adored, like the you know, Civil War icon or something, um, go back to, you know, for the Confederacy, and they get, they're, they're so adored that they get statues made of them. That era might be bad for other reasons. The era in which everyone's like, our big problem today is the statue they made of the bad guy from 150 years ago. That era is not that bad. That era is actually pretty sweet. Maybe people should recognize that it's not quite as oppressive as they might uh, be claiming. But what about the statue of the guy that's 500 years old? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There. That's. I mean, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, we got to get rid of that one, right? Right. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Th- did you see this controversy with the um, uh, the Ibram uh, X. Kendi? Oh yeah. Uh, where one of his, I guess, co-anti-racist activists is now saying that he's been oppressed by Ibram Kendi, and this is going to be a cycle that goes on forever. So so great. But when you read his post, one he says it goes on and on and on and on, and then he says. Anti-racism, because he's at, mad at Ibram Kendi for manipulating, I guess, him and their other workers. E- anti-racism is not a branding exercise, PR campaign, or path to self-promotion. I have terrible news for you. It's only those three things. <laughs> that's the that's all it's ever been. From the very beginning, it's just that. And now you've been oppressed by that while participating in that. This is just like you get to a point where there are people around the world really struggling with real things. And we're like, well, what about that arch? <laughs> I just come on. What, what about that painting of Jefferson that's in the city hall that everybody's talking about? You know, that Columbus circle still got Columbus in the circle. We got to get Columbus out of the circle. Okay, dummy. <laughs> Can you imagine how pissed would you be if you lived in New York right now? Oh, God. I mean, you'd you'd be insane. You'd be like, uh, that lady was just raped a block and a half ago. That guy was shot in the foot. That one was just robbed. And you're sitting here talking about Columbus? <laughs> and you know what? This story, if uh, covered on CNN, will get favorable coverage that these people are questioning these things despite the fact that cnn as a corporation picked columbus circle to build their headquarters in new york 
They could have picked any other street. <laughs> yeah, or any other circle. Any other, any circle, other circle in the city. They picked no. that one because no. it's nice. And mm-hmm. it overlooks, mm-hmm. as, an, as you know, Glenn, you remember mm-hmm. from back in the day. First of all, fantastic lunchroom. The best, best lunchroom. lunchroom I've ever been yeah. in my entire yeah. life at yeah. a workplace. Yeah. Food, fantastic. Fantastic. Overlooks Central Park. Yeah. Overlooks the Columbus Circle yeah. statue. Right there. right there. You can see it right out the window. Right it's out beautiful. the window. Yeah. Uh, we, could, we could see it every day at work because we just looked out over the you know, the newsroom, which was the pit of despair, yeah. right into Columbus. <laughs> right into, right Columbus. into Columbus. And you know, they could they could have they could have boarded up the windows so their company their employees wouldn't see that oppression. But no, they they, they yeah. kept those glass windows no. nice and clear so everyone could look out and see that oppressor Christopher Columbus uh, right in the middle of the circle. Yeah. Well I've got some more good news for you. Um, woke LGBTQ Americans are shocked. Shocked to find out barely even read this to find out the muslim community does not support their values what yeah 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 i mean what the people who brought you sharia law they don't oh no sharia law is a scam that's actually a right-wing conspiracy theory yeah you don't remember that all right Mm. so those devout people of a devout faith where you know they like to cover up the bodies of people not the way you do in new york but Cover up living bodies, you know, women. Um, you thought they were for the <laughs> gay pride parades? If they come up with a, a trans spokesman, I'm definitely saying it's not believable. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that's one step too far for me. Wow. But it is, it's amazing because, you know, the right is seen as these this horrible, yeah, again, yeah, oppressors yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this situation. And mm-hmm. I think like, the stance of of the right, which is basically like, look, just don't force your stuff on us, and we'll, we'll we don't want the government forcing anything on anybody, and you do your thing, and please let us we're, we reserve the right to judge your behavior if we if we feel like it, but we're all going to kind of do our own thing. That seems oppressive to you, I know, but wait until you see the Islamic version of this, because you're not going to like it. Yeah. It's not a live and let live situation no, it, in this Islamic in countries. In some states, uh, some countries, it uh, it begins with a tour of the roof. You are. Uh, yes. You know? The people we're paying billions of dollars to right yeah, now right. in foreign countries for right. our hostages. Mm-hmm. Uh, those people, yeah, it usually starts, and uh, but it doesn't, it's the last stop on the tour, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> well, uh, but there is one more stop, that, and that stop is pretty abrupt. It's very pretty abrupt. Sadly, very abrupt. But yes. uh, you just keep on thinking that, that uh, the, them banning the pride flags in the city property is a an act of betrayal. Oh, That shows how stupid you really are. The Glenn Beck Program. Now picture yourself and your family in a moment of real crisis. Ah! Okay? Everybody's screaming. All the stores have lines of people stretching around the block, waiting to get to the aisles that have already been picked clean. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah, not, not so much. You need to be prepared with My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food, and they provide the perfect way to have peace of mind for your family. Head to MyPatriotSupply.com right now and prepare with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits, offering more than 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. 
These are perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, or camping pack. One thing for sure, we all need to stock up before the panic would set in. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship the same day. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. So Russell Brand um, is in trouble. Now, here's something. I want to read this from the BBC. Um, From the BBC, Russell Brand resurfaced clips give a sobering reminder of naughty's culture. The naughty's are the knots you know as in the zero zeros of the early the early century the early part of the the zeros of the (laughs) naughties we're being very naughty right now from bbc the naughties aren't so long ago that it's possible to dismiss them as a different age but there are parts of the decade that british culture would rather forget russell brand was at the center of a messy celebrity scene in the 2000s that now feels like the cool Britannia party gone sour. The recent allegations against the comedian and resurfaced clips of things he said and did on the air and on stage have provided a sobering reminder of the seedier side of pop and media culture in that decade. Okay, hang on. (laughs) All right, first of all, Russell Brand is kind of like their Howard Stern. Okay, okay, you know exactly what you were getting in those days with Russell Brand. Okay, just think Howard Stern. Now, um, it's provided a sobering reminder of the seedier side of pop media culture in that decade. Could I just ask the BBC to turn on the radio and listen to the lyrics of songs they're now playing? Because I guarantee there's something playing on the BBC about somebody's butt doing something. Among the claims, now listen to this. Resurface clips is what this is all about. Among the claims in Channel 4's recent dispatched investigation into the star, there was a clip from his BBC Radio 2 show in 2007 that seemed to have gone largely unnoticed at the time. In it, Bran interviewed Jimmy Saville. Now, Jimmy Saville was a big, big radio host. The, you know, top of the pops, top of the pops. Everybody loved Jimmy Saville. They found out that "Mm, he's a child predator and was molesting kids in the hospital while he was visiting. But nobody knows this uh, at the time. Among uh, claims in Channel 4's recent dispatches, it shows him on BBC in 2007. In it, Bran interviewed Jimmy Seville and apparently offered up his very attractive assistant to go meet him naked. Sound like Howard Stern? Right. Okay. This is in 2007. He said this to the BBC host of Top of the Pops. Another BBC host 
said, hey, I, uh, you go ahead and take my assistant here. She'll she'll get naked. Ha, 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 funny. He said, naughty word. Naughty, get it? Okay. When did they expose, uh, so to speak, Jimmy Seville being a child predator? When was that, Stu? Uh, 2012? 2012. Mm-hmm. So something that went unnoticed in 2007. Because <laughs> no one knew about the no accusation. One, no one knew about it. Okay. <laughs> While the clip was from before Seville had been exposed as a serial sexual predator, it's scarcely believed now that it was broadcast on Britain's biggest radio station. You know, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. Not that... Not that Russell Brand said that. That's that's not really the problem, the BBC. The problem is you hired that guy and held him up as a hero for decades on the BBC. It's one of several clips of Brand pushing the line between outrageous and offensive stuff that were used in a Channel 4 documentary on Saturday. Okay, they're doing an expose on what they aired 20 years ago and making Russell Brand into the bad guy. You aired it. You aired it. I mean, it's like that. It's, it's, it's like uh, Westwood One coming in and saying, let me tell you something. I want to show you some videotape of what Howard Stern was doing. Yeah, because you were paying him to do it. How is that a problem for him and not you? I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. And they actually are sort of doing that to start now, right? Like they, there's definitely people who are out there looking for looking. His, you spend five minutes and yeah, you can find you can find it. I, you know, of course. I actually, just over the September 11th, uh, you know, anniversary, yeah. happened to stumble upon this Howard Stern show from September 11th. Wow, mm-hmm. it is a different era. Uh, yeah, I, the 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 difference in what as that's going on, they're watching planes hit the buildings mm-hmm. in real time, and why it's a fascinating thing to watch just from a historical perspective. Mm-hmm. But the anger on the show and the way that they were talking, uh, the words they were saying, uh, the things that came out of their mouths, the uh, it was. Um, I mean, were I they think, singing songs about doing things with people's butts? They were not. Okay, it was well, none of that. Then. They were doing that right before the segment. Okay, right, all right, right before okay, the planes actually right, hit the okay. buildings. But it was interesting to just hear the. I mean, Robin Quivers in particular, like, oh, was yeah. like ready to nuke the entire Middle East. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like. It was pretty interesting to watch, but like they're going back. You go back and watch those shows. Look, it was a different time. These are you're going to judge these by today's standards. That's always dumb. It's always dumb to go back to a previous era and judge it by today's standards. It's always dumb to do that. And it does seem to be what everyone wants to do. Well, I just can't take the employer uh, doing a documentary on how outrageous he was and how he should be stoned to death. At the time, they were paying him to do those things. Amazing. I mean, it's that's that that takes quite the balls. Well, and the BBC in particular is in in the Russell Brand situation is specifically accused. Like they are like oh they they, they were, were saying they were helping it along. Yeah, I mean, that's the accusation. Yeah, that yeah. They were so bringing, maybe they somebody were should do a documentary car- on BBC. Right, like they were sending cars to pick up the girls that were 16 years old for Russell Brand, which by the way was not illegal at the time. 
I don't, it yeah. sounds horrible, but it wasn't illegal at the time. And that's they, no one's just saying that it was illegal, but right. not necessarily the best. Now, why look. is this all happening to him? Why? 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 It's a good question. I, I think there's a very uh, obvious answer very, to it. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, when he was famous and married to Katy Perry and doing all this, there was no news of these accusations. Mm-mm. He was known as a... Yeah, you know, a bad guy, right? Like yeah. a very promiscuous guy to his own telling. He wrote a book right. about it. He was addicted to drugs. He was addicted to alcohol. And he's addicted changed to sex. all of that. He says he's addicted. He's changed all of that um, and has become a commentator who has been skeptical of some of the things you're not allowed to be skeptical of, like COVID, uh, climate change, climate change and ESG standards. Yeah, the World Economic Forum is his biggest thing. Hmm. And now he's being targeted now he's for being this. Targeted now, for that. look, I think you, of course, would agree that if he committed horrible crimes against people, he should be punished for them. Yes. Um, even if he has reformed his yes, character, he, he yes. still is held responsible for crimes. Yes. But this is does not seem to be what's. Uh, yeah, it may I'm not a hard be what's time going on in this culture where we just make accusations and we destroy people. Now, listen. Agreed. Russell Brand uh, has now been demonetized. By YouTube. Now, what does that mean? Russell Brand makes his money on his YouTube videos. Okay? So they've just demonetized him. So they won't sell or give him any money for what he's doing. The BBC said it removed some programs featuring him from its streaming services. So they were still paying for the guy. Um, Now, it looks like... um, YouTube is doing the same. I'm trying to find the YouTube because the, the 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 quote from YouTube is absolutely amazing. Where is it? Where is it? Um, Brent took his online social media platforms. Uh, blah blah blah. Saying it was a coordinated attack. Yes, it was. They said that now I can't I can't find the exact quote while you're looking for that. Can we just think about quickly about what the line is here? Because there's a process that goes on when you are going to be uh, convicted of a crime and that begins with an accusation, then become then becomes an investigation, then comes a charge filed against you. Then comes a conviction, then comes a a sentence, sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Why? why can't these companies just draw a line like make the line what's the line a charge right like if, if someone gets criminally charged with something we're going to pull them off the off of our service if they're going is that to be fair i don't know Con- we used I would say to conviction believe is it was the conviction I, yeah. that's what i would go with personally if you're convicted of a crime even if you might still say you're innocent and we have you, to have some way of, of sorting this out that's what right. our legal system is for and if you want to do that then you know if you want to take it off early you just pay the person Pay the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so they like don't, the NFL you don't destroy that, right? their life. Yeah. It, the NFL, if you're under contract and someone comes up with an accusation and they think they need to pull you off, they pull you out and they put you on the commissioner's suspended list, but you're still getting paid because, look, there's no conviction. Nothing has been proven. If you're proven in a court of law to be guilty of a crime, it makes sense. You might want to, like, that is the line probably. Instead, what it is is if someone accuses you now of course people have been saying bad things about russell brand for a really long time he's been saying bad things about himself for a very very long time all the money that came through youtube was fine until this news story was written again he it's has not, not been but it is even not this charged with a crime let alone convicted of one he's not even been charged now he may be charged 
and convicted later he on. He might be. But he, he might hasn't be. been yet. Correct. He says his relationships were always consensual. Um, he was accused of rape and sexual assaults between 2006 and 2013. He denies the claims. Was any Were any charges filed? Were, did anybody go to the police at the time? Anything. Anything. Um, he says it's no. I don't want to judge because I don't know. the. We're not in a courtroom. But here's what YouTube said. You ready for this standard, Stu? See if this is a see if this is a a little earlier than conviction. If a creator's off platform behavior harms our users, our employees or ecosystem, we take action. Now, I don't know how his off platform behavior in 2006 was that before YouTube the, even existed? Yeah. I mean, it harmed your knowledge. users, employees, or ecosystem. What they're saying is, if somebody calls in our ecosystem and says, I, I can't believe you guys are doing this. I, I'm, I'm not going to advertise or I'm not going to provide that, you know, that chair for your conference room. I'm not going to do it because you would keep him up. That harms the ecosystem and they can take action. This is this. Yeah, no. We live in the Salem witch trial times. It's true. And, and you know what, though? I can understand how how these companies react this way. I mean, go back to your book, Dark Future and the Great Reset. I mean, and then great example of this is Twitter. You know, you go use Twitter or whatever the heck they're calling it this week. And I mean, if I get another ad for Cheech and Chong gummies, I'm going to like every one of their ads are just trash. Because there's no companies on there anymore. They've all just left because Elon Musk said, you're allowed to speak freely. So all the companies just left. I mean, he himself is saying that the revenue is down 80%. And he himself is being charged with crimes that are not crimes. Mm. He's charged with not hiring, you know, uh, new migrants that don't have green card, don't have anything. That is the DOJ and the Pentagon's rule for a rocket company. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Christy wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, we have two pointers who hunt at least four days a week, if not more. Their skin has been dry, flaky, their coats dull and rough. Well, within two weeks of using Rough Greens, we've been able to see a bounce-back level energy, as well as your coats being amazingly shiny and smooth and no more dry, flaky skin. We couldn't be happier. Christy, thank you for writing in. That's a lot of hunting. Um, God bless you, but I need to know where you live so I can go get meat from you someday. This is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. Folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. They'll give you your first trial bag free. All you pay for is shipping. 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 
gosh darn it i'm 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 out of time and i'm not going to have time to play the uh kamala harris on combating envi- environmental racism i'm that is so... exactly what i would expect out of you yeah. oh no right. i do have time oh, okay, i good. do here we go play it got six please or not no apparently that was Apparently don't have time for that one. Ah, see, Darn again, you, you you were like, now people Darn will it. say, oh, I guess Glenn doesn't isn't an environmental racist. But you could see in reality, he I was just playing you, this off. What is the, how is environmental racist? How are you, you just, you pollute I, in bad sections of town where there are minorities? Kind, basically the case okay. here, right? Like you, right. you let all the pollution happen in countries that of people who don't look like you and areas, mm. you know, near the airport where minorities live in their words. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, I guess, some way of you, you mm. make the, the the nice suburbs where whiteies live. That's the nice clean area, and then you put all the the pollution down in the bad areas. Yes, yeah, we do, and that especially air pollution, it stays there. It does. That's right. the nice thing. Hey, here it is. Here it is. For you is what measures do you support to combat environmental racism and its impact on vulnerable populations? Yeah. 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 Here comes a great answer. There's so much there. I mean, we talked about it in terms of equity and inclusion and diversity, right? We Uh need to, first of all, agree and acknowledge that there are systems that have been long in place that need to be reformed. So, for example, our criminal justice system. Oh, yeah. Um, And the work that we need to do to recognize Mm -hmm. the disparities that exist there. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, so far... What they've done to revamp our criminal justice system, it's working really well. The Glenn Beck Program. 